to the death, you can never stifle this. Not even a trifle this. Nigga on earth, can ever fuck with when I spit in a verse. We always hit where it hurts. Yes, people, it is Wednesday, which means. Oh shit, it's time to break down Saturday's fight card And what a goddamn card, people UFC on ESPN 27 It's a banger So time to buckle up And let's go Yes, people, so Every weekend, every weekend, the cards are crazy. And I have to say, I'd forgotten about half of the fights on this card. They are incredible. So, UFC on ESPN 27. Sanhagen v. Dillashaw. Boy, 12 fight card, people. And though... A lot of the talk is on the return of TJ Dillashaw and everything involved in that, which you know we'll touch on some of it. Hey, it this card is more than that. It is more than that. They there are some straight up badass fights on this card, people. That I cannot. I'm telling you, man. I cannot wait for. Right. So. Um, I believe, uh, I, I'm, I think Bisbin is calling this one, I know Anik isn't, so I'd assume it might be Bisbin, Felder, actually, it could be Bisbin, Felder, and, um, Cruz, or Fit DC in there somewhere, you know what I mean, I, I think it's probably a, uh, Brian Dan Fitzgerald, yeah, it could be. Actually, it could be any of those five. <laughs> I don't know. I think that's the short of it. I don't know, people. Right now, I mean, I guess it was somewhere I might have been able to find out. I don't know. But, um, hey, I don't care. Because I'm all about this card. Alright, so, as we do, we have broken it up. And, um, yeah, there's, uh, there's, you know, there's a couple of fighters on the card where things are a little bit dicey for them, you know. But we've only got one fight in the could-be-dicey column because another one gets in the debut, alright. So, let's start this off. Okay, so, yes... Our could be dicey fight is the strawweight bout between Diana Belabedja and Hannah Goldie. Which, uh, yeah, you know, the warrior princess Diana Belabedja, she is 13 and 6 and on a two fight skid right now. On a two fight skid, which is a shame, you know. Definitely, um, you know, not the way she's envisioning things, but hey-ho, right? So, um, we last saw her in July last year. She fought Liana Jujaya, and she got caught with that horrendous armbar. Oh, my gosh, it just looked like her arm was getting broke. So, I am not surprised we haven't seen her for a minute, because... 
boy. I, you know what I mean? You just saw that bend and you thought, there's some ligaments up in that. Definitely some ligaments up in that. So, um, yeah, and then before that, she lost her debut. It was a decision to Molly McCann, and that was October 2019. You know, but she is well-skilled. You know, she's definitely well-skilled. She's won a good few fights by TKO. And, um, you know, she she's uh, she has a few a, a couple of submissions, you know, under the belt, a couple very early in the day. And, um, yeah, you know, uh, uh, one more recently, um, the, just before she got into the UFC, in fact, you know, so she's got skills, you know, she's definitely got skills. Uh, she will be going up against 24K Hannah Goldie, who is five and one. Right, she's um coming in off of a loss, and it was a decision to Miranda Granger. So that was back. Whew. It's a long time ago, man. That was back in August 2019. So, um, I believe it's been a lot of injuries that have kept her out. And then there was just, you know, all the pandemic and everything like that. And I think there was a COVID issue in her last fight that was going to take place this year. You know, so she came to the UFC via the 2019 Contender Series. She beat Callie Robins. Robin, Robins, man, I don't know, it's, ugh, I don't know, I don't know, um, but yeah, you know, she, she, she's very versatile, she's, she trains with a good camp, right, she actually has a win over Gillian Robertson, um, which they both made their debut, Ireland fights 37, and, and she came out with a unanimous decision, so, um, yeah, you know, she's got some good wins, right, um, I kind of feel that she, although she's got a great camp, all of that, I think Bel Bejicha, um, she's just fought a bit more recently, you know what I mean, just for a little bit more recently, so I, I think, and she's just got more fights, so just a bit more experience under the belt, so I'm gonna go with the warrior princess there, people, but, uh, yeah, I feel that's gonna be a, uh, you know, it's gonna be a good one, for sure, for sure, but yeah, there you go. Now, as you find with um, most cards, there's a few fighters coming in off of a loss, right? So they want to set the record straight. Because, you know, last time out, you know, maybe they felt a little flat. Maybe it was just like, yo, it was a split decision. And they just thought, listen, I won that fight. So you want to, you know, you want to come out and show people, yo... This is who the fuck I be, son. So, yeah, we've got um, three fights that fit that bill. And we're going to start off with the bantamweight clash between Julio Arce and Andre Yule. So, Arce is 16 and 4. Um, 
fights out Tor Tiger Shulman. And um, yeah, he lost to Hakeem Dawadu in his last fight. Which, and you might think, wait, Dawadu didn't fight him last. No, he fought him in November 2019. Yeah, it's been that long since we've seen um, Arce, which, man, he seems crazy. I've, in my head, I, like, I've seen him fight, you know. <laughs> since, but um, I might be confusing him with someone, or it's just you know time be weird, right? So he came to the UFC via the first season of the Contender Series back in 2017. Feels so long ago, you know. Got a second round stoppage over Peter Pettis. Um, has notable wins over Dan Eag. UFC 220, Miocic v Ngano 1, Daniel Tamar, right? Um, and Julian Rosa. So, yeah, all very good wins, you know? So, he's got, um, he's got submissions, he's got TKOs. You know what I mean? He, he's, uh, yeah, well-skilled, you know what I mean? He's well-skilled people, you know, and there was a point where he was set on a seven-fight win streak, you know, that got him, um, well, yeah, I mean, some of that got him to the contender series, and then he went on into the UFC, won those first two fights, right, so, um, yeah, definitely skilled, and he is going up against Mr. Highlight, Andre Yule, who is 17 and 7, also coming off a loss in the last fight. Okay, so, um, yeah, that was to Chris Gutierrez, UFC 258, Usman v. Burns, February this year. You know, it was a decision loss. And it broke a two-fight win streak. You know, he beat um, Jonathan Martinez, UFC 247, Jones v. Reyes. And then Erwin Riviera um, in September of last year. So, you know, two good, you know, very good wins. Right? He, he's fought some tough people. He beat Renan Pereira. Right, that was his UFC debut. You know, he did lose to Nathaniel Wood and Marlon Vera, but both high level. You know what I mean? You can't really front on that, right? Now, um, he's got uh, good submissions, right? He he picked up a Darce choke at CES fifty. You know, he headlined against Dennis Pavia, which got him into the UFC, right? He's got a um, good few TKO wins. You know, he's he's very, uh, he's very versatile. You know, he's, he's good. Andre Yule is good. Like, there are times when it feels we haven't quite seen him at his best. But when he's... Um, when he's on form, whoo, yeah, you know what I mean, he can get it done, 
he can get it done. So this is a is a tough fight for sure. It's a tough fight. I think though, I think I'm gonna go with you for the win. You know what I mean? I think I'm gonna go with you for the win, people. But uh, yeah, it it's uh, it's an interesting fight. You know what I mean? It's an interesting fight. So from there, we jump to welterweight. Yes. We have got Mickey Gall against Jordan Williams. You know what I mean? And, um, yeah. Bome, uh, Bomami, Bome, I don't know. B O M A Y E. That's his nickname. Jordan Williams. Um, he is a nine and four. With one no contest. So. He um, he lost his debut. Which was to Gregory Rodriguez. No. It was to um, Nasodine Imovov. Right. So that was October last year. So he came via the Contender Series. And... Um, Yo, this son of a bitch, man, he, he's perseverance, right? Because he um he did the contender series in 2018, right? It was a no contest. He then came back 2019, right? And he lost. Unfortunately, he lost a split decision there. But I believe that was it was an it was an odd one because I think at that time most people thought he won that fight and it was just bad judging. That's what I believe that was the case. But he then came back, twenty twenty, and he beat Gregory Rodriguez, who is actually now in the UFC anyway because he went off to LFA, became champ, and um yeah he he got in. But um yeah, he won the contend he won his fight. Um so that's how so you see he's got heart, right? Lost the you know, the, he lost his debut, but shit, you know, that happens, right? Shit happens. You know? But um he's got diabetes. I believe that's the situation. So he doesn't cut weight. You know? Doesn't cut weight. Which is, it's one of those things where you see that he's definitely a small, um, he, he's definitely a small welterweight. You think, ah, you could be, you should probably go down to lightweight. But, you know, it is what it is. But, um, you know, definitely skilled, right? Definitely skilled. And in that last fight, he, he, was, he was getting hit. And he stuck in there. So, mad props for that. He is going up against oh Mickey Gall, right? Who is six and three coming off a loss in his last fight, which was against Mike Perry. So that was in June last year. Um now before that, like uh, Mickey he's been on a bit of a win lose win lose situation of late. So he beat Salamin uh, Turari 
You know, that was in August 2019. Uh, Lost to Diego Sanchez in March 2019. Beat George Sullivan in August 2018. Lost to Randy Brown in November 2017. You know what I mean? It's just been that after coming in to the UFC, you know, off of Dana White's looking for a fight, winning his first three fights, you know. Beat Mike Jackson, CM Punk, and then Sage Northcutt. But, hey, Mickey, like, we've literally seen him grow up in the octagon. You know what I mean? Because, hey, the the Mike Jackson fight was only his um, second pro fight. You know what I mean? So, uh, yeah. It, it, it's one of those ones So yeah he's, he's made some mistakes And all of that But he, you've definitely seen An elevation No an elevu- ele- elevution ev- el- Evolution Yes we've definitely seen that uh, And I, I, I think You know he trains with some great guys Right Mike Brown Mike Brown The Immortal that's Mike Brown, right? Yeah, I feel I'm right. Hmm. But yes, he he trains with him, um, Schilling, and all of them dudes. So I, you know, what I mean, I I I definitely think he he's coming into his own. So I'm gonna pick Mickey to get the win here. You know. Um, and we then have, you know. In our next fight, a middleweight clash between Nosuddin Imovov, you know, last person to beat Williams, and Ian Heinish. Okay, so the Russian sniper, Nasuddin Imovov, he is a 9 and 3. Okay, um, yeah, coming in off of a loss. Which was to Phil Holmes. And that was in February this year. Yeah, so um, that, that was his second fight in the UFC. Won the debut against Williams. You know. Um, now, before that. Oh, he's been putting people away. Okay, so he's got a number of um, submissions. Different ones as well. So, uh Braho choke, rear naked, um, key locks, you know what I mean? Very diverse, and he's got some TKOs as well, you know what I mean? So, uh, yeah, you know, he, he, he's, um, he's got skills, for sure, for sure, he has got skills, but, you know, What's he going to do up against old Ian Heinish? Well, let's take a look at old Heinish. So, the Hurricane is 14-4. and four, Coming in off of a loss. Which was his fight with Kelvin Gastelum. Right? That, that was a big one for him. It was, it was the first fight against someone in the top... I think it was the top 10. Right? Um, but yeah, didn't go his way, and that was at UFC 258, Usman v Burns, 
um, in February this year. Uh, before that, though, you know, he, he had that big win over Gerald Morshot at UFC 250, Nunes v. Spencer. You know, and I think Heinish, right, former LFA champion, um, he's, you know, he's got a number of wins with uh, KOs and uh, submissions, right? He is well-versed. Uh, yeah, this is a tricky one, man. This is definitely a tricky one. You know, he's had some good wins, like Cesar Ferreira, you know, Antonio Carlos Jr., old shoe face of both of those, very good. Moshot was very good. You know, he's, um, yeah, he's free and free in the octagon. So, uh, yeah, it's, it's a tricky one. I think I'm probably going to go with Heinish for the win. But, I mean, yeah, it's it's not a given. Definitely not a given. So, uh, yeah, be fun. Be fun to see this one play out, people. But, yeah, those are our setting it straight fights. So, we have a couple of fighters who I feel, with a win on Saturday, right, that's going to be their launch pad. People will then go, okay, these motherfuckers are legit, right? Now, one of these fighters, I feel that should already be the case, but I don't think it is, which is weird to me. Right, I, I haven't heard enough people talking about this motherfucker. But we're going to start off with the middleweights. We have got Puna Sorino against Brandon Allen. Right, so, um, yeah, Puna. Whoo, oh, my gosh. He is 8-0 on a 12-fight win streak. Fights out of extreme couture. And this son of a bitch is legit. He came out of the 2019 Contender Series. Right? He beat Jamie Pickett. Um, He made his debut at UFC 245. Usman v. Covington. December 2019. He beat... Oscar Picota, right, he then, and that was a great win, right, because Picota was no joke, you know, um, that, and that was in the first round, right, so then, January 2021, he beat Dusko Todrovic, right, and, and Todrovic was unbeaten, 10-0, and and Puna beat him in the first round. And it was one of those ones. Todrovic was looking decent. But then Puna touched him. And boy. Boy. And you just think. Anyone that can do that. To those two fighters. Pooh. That's no joke. Right. That's no joke. So before this, you know, he, he's um 
yeah, it's been just to speak all stoppages, right? All stoppages up until the contender series where he got a decision. But just, you know, TKOs and submissions. You know what I mean? It's, it's just like, yo, okay, okay. So a win over Brendan Allen, who is, you know, he's known, right? He's got a big-ass record. So that win, if he does, that will have people having to go, okay, Puna, he is the real deal. He ain't no joke. But yeah, he um, before they can do that, he's got to get past Brendan Allen. You know, all in. Old Brendan Allen, who is 16 and 4, fights out a Rufus Sport, coming off a win in his last fight, which was he grabbed a hill hook over um, Carl Robeson at UFC 261, Usman v Mastodal 2, in April this year, you know, which is a very good win, right, and it, it you know, it, uh, it, it was, he's bounced back from his loss to Sean Strickland in November last year, you know, he had that war with Carl Dukas back in June 2020, you know, he was able to get the, the bump over Tom Breeze and Tom Holland, no, Kevin Holland, even, Uh so yeah, some legitimate wins, you know, came to the UFC via the 2019 Contender Series, he beat Aaron Jeffrey, rear naked choke in the first round, you know, so, um, yeah, he's a former LFA champion, Right, headlined a good few events over there, you know. So, um, yeah, beat Eric Anders back in the old LFA days, you know. So, uh, yeah, Brandon Allen is no pushover, no pushover, right? Submissions and TKOs, he's fought high level people, you know what I mean. But, but, I'm gonna say Puna, people. I am so high on Puna. It's, uh, yeah, I, I, th- I think he's going to be a legitimate threat in the middleweight division, you know? So, yeah, I'm going with him. So, our next one. Right, a fighter who could, with a win, uh, be on the bubble, you know what I mean, breakthrough. I feel it's Kyla Phillips, right? We've got a bantamweight clash between Kyla Phillips and Rulion Pavev. And, uh, yeah, the Matrix, Kyla Phillips, he is 9-1 and one on a four-fight win streak. Fights out of the MMA lab. And um, old Phillips is, he is so good, man. He is so good, right? So it's funny. He was indeed to uh, 2017 Contender Series. He beat James Gray. First round stoppage. First round stoppage. And um, 
I, I think because he didn't have many fights, right, that got him, they sent him to the uh, Ultimate Fighter instead of a full contract. So he went to the Ultimate Fighter. Um, he lost to Brad Katona, but Brad was the winner of season 27. So that's no, it's no shame in that, you know, um, but yeah, he, he then went away, lost the regional, but went to it back to LFA, right? He won a fight with a ridiculous finish, old head kick, right? Amika Ifoandu, he beat him. And that got him a short notice call up to the UFC. So he beat Gabriel Silver in uh, February 2020. And yo, that's where it started, people. He then beat Cameron Else, you know, in October 2020. And beat Song Yadong at UFC 259. Blakovich v Adasanya. In March this year. And he's just looked so good. Right in the silver fight. Man you were just surprised. Silver was able to survive. You know what I mean. Like he put Elsa away. And again. You know against Yadong. Like yo. Yadong was good to stay in that fight. Right so. Kyla Phillips is just. The angles in which he chooses. It's. Insane, right? These flexibility, the way he can put things together. Kyler Phillips is he's definitely in the fucking matrix, man. Now he's gonna be fighting Rulion Pavev, right? And I believe yeah, Pavev is was a replacement for Rafael Asuncao. You know, um, I think he came in on a couple of weeks, two, maybe three weeks notice, two, three weeks notice, something like that. Now, Pavyev is 20 and three. He's on a two fight win streak. You know what I mean? Um, we last saw him at UFC 251, Usman v. Mazdal, up on Fight Island, uh, July last year. He beat Zugalus. Zumagulov, who we saw last week, have a very good showing, you know, and then before that, he stopped uh, Mark De La Rosa in the second round, um, yet yeah, he came via the 2018 Contender Series, right, um, lost his first two fights, Kai Kara France, split decision, and then Arajirio Boncharine, um, first round, it was a doctor's stoppage, but yeah, bounced back with a couple of wins, so he's currently 2-2 two and two in the octagon, so yeah, you know, he's got, you know, when you look at his career, he's got submissions, he's got TKOs, you know, he's very, he's very good, he's well-rounded, but I think Phillips gets it done, people. You know what I mean? I, I, I just feel Phillips is, uh, yeah, he, he, he's no joke, you know? Um, and Phillips, is, you know, Phillips has fought this year, you know, which, I mean, look, 
Javier, he fought in July last year, which isn't a crazy, you know, break or anything like that. But I just think the flow Phillips is in, him fighting this regularly, I think it just keeps him in that danger zone. And you don't want Kyler Phillips in that danger zone, people. So, yeah, I'm saying Kyler Phillips gets it done. And um, after this event, people will be definitely talking about Punahel Sarano and Kyler Phillips. So, we have one debut on the card. Right, comes in the uh, women's flyweight fight. Which is uh, Ilesi Reed against Sigara Eubanks. Right, so this fight could have gone that could be dicey, right, because of Eubanks. But we're putting a shine on um, young Reed because it's her debut. So, uh, you know, why not, right? Why not? So, Ilesi Reed. She is 4-0 on a 9-fight win streak. You know, which, uh, yeah, not bad, right? Not bad. You know, so in this run, she's got some, uh, you know, good wins, right? She beat Gillian DeCosi, who um, is an Invicta vet, right? And, um, yeah, definitely a good fighter. So, she beat her at CFFC 91. You know, she then won the CFC title at 97, where she beat Hillary Rose. A second round stoppage, big win. You know, definitely a good one. Um, I think... Three of her fights, her pro fights, were in the CFFC franchise. She made a pro debut at Bellator 231. Um, she beat Rebecca Bregman. First round stoppage. You know, and um, yeah, when, when you look at the record, right, she's got um, a number of submissions. Yeah. Number of submissions. She's got some TKOs in there as well. So, you know, a, a, a decent um, a decent arsenal for sure. And, uh, yeah, so her last win was in uh, May. You know, so she's fought pretty recently. Right? And you know she's going to be on some hell of a buzz. Right? Nine fight win streak. She hasn't tasted defeat yet, and so she goes up against Sarge Sajaji Eubanks, who is six and six on a two fight losing streak. So, you know, Sarge definitely knows a a loss here could be it. Could be it. She's thirty six. Right, Reed is only twenty eight, so you know, not even in her prime yet. So, um, Eubanks, she last fought in um, December last year on the last card of the year, I think it was. Um, she lost to Panny Kanzad, and then before that, uh, Ketlin Vieira at UFC two 
53 Adesanya v Costa you know in September of last year so both decisions you know she is tough right she's definitely tough but I, I, I think we have seen her not be able to change track, right? Not be able to think of a new plan in the midst of a fight, right? She she kind of gets stuck, you've seen. And I think to say she breaks, I don't think that's quite fair. But you can see that she can get disheartened. You know what I mean? She can get disheartened. And and, and I think she can then get just a little bit repetitive. But when it's flowing. Oh, it's flowing. And she looks good. You know? She came to the UFC via season 26 of The Ultimate Fighter. You know? It's funny. She's got... She's had two fights with Aspen Ladd. Once in Invicta. You know. Um, and then she fought her again in the UFC. Um, Ladd was able to, um, you know, get the get the better of her on both occasions. But, uh, yeah, you know, Eubanks, she's been around for a long ass time. And she did well at the Ultimate Fighter. You know, she did well. She was actually meant to fight in the final, but she got injured. You know what I mean? So, yeah, you know, she is no joke. But it just hasn't always worked out for her. I kind of feel with the, you know, just the the vibe Reed is coming in on. She's going to be so hyped. I think she's going to get the nod. I think she can get it done because... She's the energy that will be around her. She fought just a few months ago. You know, so she's still in that zone. She's still in that zone where, you, you know, I mean, Eubanks, she's tasted defeat. She knows what that's like. So she can, you know, as I said, she can feel disheartened, right? Reed just thinks, hey, I'm go- it's my time, motherfuckers. It's my time. So, yeah, I'm going to say that Reed, she's able to, um, you know, I think she'll get the W on her debut. So, we have got, boy, we have got some fights that are pretty damn fire. Pretty damn fire, people. And I, I will say three of the, three of these fights, no, two of these fights could have gone... In the jump off section. But the thing is. I feel that people are already understanding. The high level of these athletes. And the first of our fights. right? It is the bantamweight clash. Between Randy Costa. And Adrian Yanas. And um, this fight is insane. Because the way. Everyone has clamoured for this fight, right? Fans of Costa and Yanez were calling for this fight to be on the last pay-per-view. You know what I mean? They would be like, oh, this fight, oh, these two need to fight. Yo, I, I think it would have been nice to have saved this fight for later on in their career, maybe. 
right? Because we just kind of, we stop the run of one great athlete. But this fight is, oh my gosh, this is a great fight. So Randy Costa, the Zohan, he is 6-1 and one on a two-fight win streak. Fights out of um, Lozon Mixed Martial Arts, right? Oh, Joe Lozon's his head coach. He's only 27, you know what I mean? Only 27. So we last saw him beat Journey Newsom. And that was in September last year. Was a great head kick in that first round. It was like, yo, okay. And then before that, he stopped Boston Salmon in the again in the first round. That was October 2019. Um, so he lost his debut against Brandon Davis at UFC 236. Holloway v Poirier 2. That was in April. Um, April 2019, second round loss, but since, I feel, I think that was a short notice fight, if I remember correctly, um, and before that, boy, he, he'd been on a tear, been on a tear, first round stoppages, you know what I mean, first round stoppages, just killing people over in cage titans, you know, but, um, he has definitely shown a high level of talent. A high level of talent, people. You know? But, um, yeah, he's going to be fighting Adrian Yanis. You know, again, 27. He's 13 and 3 on a six-fight win streak. Right? Six-fight win streak. And uh, we last saw old Yanis at, um, boy, in March this year. He beat Gustav Lopez with a killer right hook. Whew. Um, before that, he stopped Victor Rodriguez in his UFC debut with a crazy head kick in October um, last year, he came off of the 2020 Contender Series, beat Brady Hyung with um, a just real quick first round stoppage. You know what I mean? Like he's um, headlined LFA. You know, beat Kyle Estrada at LFA 78. Right, he's um yeah, very a very good fighter, right? For Miles Johns in LFA. Lost that one split decision, but we know Miles Johns, very good fighter, you know? And um he's fought in Bellator, you know, got a win over there. He's got a, a mixture of TKO's submissions. So this is this was a fun fight. This is such a fun friggin' fight. And yeah, it's just such a shame. Such a shame. It has to happen now, you know what I mean? But I think it's pretty, you know, pretty even. They both had. Um I mean Yanis has had two fights in the UFC, but he's also had the contender series fight. Where uh, you know, Costa's had three fights. So, you know. 
It's pretty even. It's pretty even. I think I'm going to go Yanners. You know, but it's this is such a fun fight, people. It's such a fun fight. And as I said, look, it, it would have gone in a jump-off section. But I feel everyone already understands how good these two are. You know, so whoever comes out of this one as a victor, I think they can definitely see a, a high-level fight next up. Not worth a high level, not top 10, but you were going to see him, uh, you know, a little bit in the mix. You know what I mean? So, yeah, definitely fun. Now, our next one is the women's flyweight clash, which is a crazy fight, right? We got Macy Barber against Miranda Maverick. You know? So, the future Macy Barber. You know, eight and two on a two fight losing streak. You know, so, um, yeah, fights out of Duke Rufus. You know, Ben Askren took her under his win. And she, remember, when she came in, when she came in via the, um, the contender series 2018, she beat Jamie Collin. Third round stoppage, and she wanted to be the youngest UFC champion, right? You could even get an app with the countdown and all of that crazy, right? And here's the thing: she she's definitely good, but she um yeah yeah man she ran into some tough fights. Right, ran into some tough fights, and I think now, like she also had a bad injury, so I, I feel that she she's lost that that opportunity to be the youngest champion, right? I think she's lost that opportunity, but you know that I think that in itself could take a lot of pressure off of her, but she put it out there, which ain't hey, not a bad thing, it keeps you accountable, but that's a lot of pressure, it's a lot of pressure, and we we saw, you know, Roxanne Modafferi and Alexa Grasso really just put some work in on her, right, at UFC 246, McGregor v uh, Cerrone, she lost to Modafferi. Then UFC 258, Usman v Burns, she succumbed to Alexa Grasso. That one was February this year. You know, she did win her first three fights, right? Hannah Cypher, JJ Aldridge, and Gillian Robertson. But, um, yeah, you know, yeah. She um made her uh, a, a debut, a pro debut in LFA, right? Had three, four wins in the LFA before uh, jumping on the contender series. You know what I mean? Um, and she goes up against Fear the Maverick. Miranda Maverick, people. She is a nine and two on a seven fight win streak, right? She, um, I mean, Barbara's twenty three. Maverick is twenty four. So these young ladies, they're they're definitely gonna be around for a long last time. You know what I mean? 
And um, yeah, Maverick. So they both have Gillian Roberson as a common opponent. They both picked up wins. Um, that was Maverick's last opponent at UFC 260. Miocic v. Ongano 2 in March this year. She also beat Liana Jujoa with a, oh my gosh, it was a first round doctor stoppage for a horrendous cut. And it was just from the elbows Maverick was dropping. It was brutal, right? That was UFC 254, Khabib Gaethje. And um, before she got to the UFC, she'd been putting in work over an Invicta. Right, so she last fought in Invicta, Invicta 39, beat Pearl Gonzalez, and was due a title shot, right, due a title shot, but COVID fucked all of that up, and it was always the fault whether, you know, she would get that shot or get the call up to the UFC before, you know, and uh, yeah, the call came, the call came. But she, um, you know, over in Invicta, she won the Phoenix Series 2 tournament. You know? So, um, yeah, it was definitely big. Definitely big. Um, and I kind of feel that, you know, she... It's just the versatility. The maturity. You know, the way she defends and attacks. And just all of that. Right? I, 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 I think she's just at a... a, a Higher level than Barber, right? I I just think she's got more skills, and it's not to say Barber's rubbish because I don't think she is, you know. But I just think Maverick is further on in her development, and I think uh, Fear the Maverick is gonna walk away with the W. But goddamn, I'm looking forward to that fight. Alright, so then we've got the featherweight clash between Darren Elkins and Derek Minner. So the damage, Darren Elkins, 25 and 9. Yeah, kind of crazy, right? Fights out of, um, oh god, Uriah Faber's people's. Which, uh, alpha male, alpha male, man, and that, my mind just went blank, fights out of alpha male, he's coming off a win in his last fight, uh, and he's 37, he's definitely um, getting old, he beat Eduardo Gargori um, in November last year, grabbed a rear naked choke in that third round, which was definitely big, because he was coming off of a four fight losing streak. Um, where he'd lost to Nate Landwehr, Ryan Hall, Ricardo Lamas, and Alexander Volkanovsky. You know, but before that, right, we'd seen him on a tear, right? He had put together a um, a six-fight winning streak, you know, started in October 2015, beat Robert Whiteford, Chaz Skelly, Godfiro Pepe, Mizat Bektik, Dennis Bermuda, and Michael Johnson. Right, and and just some of those wins would just come from behind wars. So, uh, 
Yeah, no. Elkins is, he is fun. He is fun, people. Right? Came to UFC back in um, March 2010. And the crazy thing is, in his first fight, he beat Dwayne Ludwig. Right? Who then went on to be the coach of Alpha Male. Which is a a funny fun. Like in his next fight, he did beat Charles Oliveira, right? I mean, that's a tough fight in your second fucking. You know what I mean? In the big show, but um, yo, he he he's had he's fought some tough people, man. He's fought some tough people. Like Darren Elkins will always give you a war, always, uh, and he's gonna be going up against. Derek Minner, who is 26 and 11 on a two-fight win streak. Um, he's a bit younger, he's 31, fighting out of a glory MMA, you know what I mean? So, James Krause in your corner is always, always a good look, right? Minner is coming off wins over Charles Rosa. That was in February this year. And TJ Alami, um, which was in September last year. And everyone's very high on Lamy. And, um, yeah, Minna was able to grab a guillotine. You know, Lamy shot. Minna grabbed up that guillotine early in that first round. You know what I mean? So that was big. That was definitely big. Big, right? So, um, yeah, he he's fought, boy, all over the place, all over the place. Made his debut in October twenty twelve, right? He's fought in RFA, LFA, yeah, and um, yeah, finally, finally got to the UFC. Right, fought on the Contender Series 2019. He lost that fight, right? Herbert Burns caught him, set first round triangle. But went back, went back to the regionals, won a couple, and then got a a short notice call up to the UFC. And um, yeah, he's definitely put it to work. Lost a debut, but yeah, great showing in the last two. And I don't know, man. I, I, I think Minna gets it done. I think this is going to be a great fight. I think it's a close fight. But I'm going to say Minna gets the win. But can't wait. Cannot wait. And then our final fire fight is the co-main event. Right, we got Aspen Ladd against a Macy Chazon. It's a bantamweight clash. Right, so Macy Chazon, you know, she's seven and one on a two-fight win streak. Only twenty-nine. Right, fights out of Fortis MMA. Um, came to the UFC via season twenty-eight of the the Ultimate Fighter. Right. Which she won. She beat Pani Kanzad in the final. Right? Made her debut at UFC 235. Jones v. Smith. 
which was back in March 2019. UFC 2.35, that seems so long ago. Man, right? Got a first-round stoppage. Then beat Sarah Morass, right? Second-round stoppage. Um, Just a couple of months later, right? But lost to Lena Landsberg, right? At um, a couple months after that. And I think in that fight, she just seemed a little flat. Just seemed a little flat. Now... Since then, she's beaten Shayna Young, right, February last year, and um, beat Marion Ranu in March this year. Both decisions. Um, And, you know, in those fights, like, she did still look a little bit tentative. You know, because when she first blazed in, whew, she was so dynamic. Really just loose letting it go. But there, there is something that has, I don't know, seems to have got into her psyche a little. You know, affected her slightly. Not quite sure what it is. You know, but she she's definitely got skills. Definitely got skills, you know. She's she's won via TKO and submissions, right? Now she's gonna be going up against Aspen Lad, who is nine and one, right? And um, yeah, Aspen is just a, a few years younger. She's twenty six, right? Which is boy. It's kind of crazy. You kind of assume Aspen is older than what she is. You know what I mean? Um, now, we saw Aspen um, in December 2019. She beat Una right? Third round stoppage. Which was definitely good for her because she lost that fight to Jermaine Durandame. Which was such a bizarre fight, right? Really quick in that first round, she just got hit, and you can kind of go. It was it was a weird stoppage, but it was just a weird fight, right? It was a weird fight, and she was really on on the verge of possibly a title fight, right? Possibly a title fight. Made a UFC debut in October, twenty seventeen. Beat Lena Landsberg, then beat Tonya Evinger and Sagara Eubanks before that. You know, was really doing a thing over in an Invicta as well, where she made her pro debut. So um yeah, you know, she she's very good. Very good. She until that point she'd only lost to Cynthia Calvillo in the um in the amateurs, right? But um, yeah, lad, you know she's she can win via TKO submission, right? She's really good, really good. But she had a horrible, horrible injury, right? Like, like a double tear, a big meniscus, and the um the MCL, something like that, right? Um. So, yeah, I think it, it definitely depends on how she's come back because she will put it on you. Right, and I think Macy 
the, the, that we've seen in the last few fights, that kind of style, that could definitely upset her. But it all depends, right? It all depends. You know, but then the early Macy Shazan, hey, she she won't have an issue with that. So it really depends on what, what version of these fighters we get to see. I'm going to um I'm gonna go with Lad. This was I've just always been high on Aspen, right? So um I'm high on Macy too, but I just think Aspen has had slightly more experience against a higher level of fighter. So I'm gonna go with Lad. It's gonna be a crazy fight. You know what I mean? Gonna be a crazy fight. Yeah, so it's a great co-main to lead us into our main event. Okay, people, so the main event, right? It's the Bantamweights. Have Corey Sanhagen against TJ Dillashaw. And this fight, right? This fight, possibly, it's a number one contender. Right to fight the winner of the rematch between Aljamain Sterling and Peter Yan, you know, and you can definitely go, yeah, I see that, right? But the big controversy, right? So it's the return fight of T.J. Dillashaw got suspended from Usada for testing for EPO. Now, listen. I do believe everyone has a road to redemption, you know, I definitely believe that, right, and it's fine, you know, I I don't hate TJ Dillashaw, I don't believe when people, when some people go, I I give TJ credit for, you know, coming forward and owning up to, I mean, like, there was nothing else he could do. You know what I mean? He'd been caught, right? It's it's not like he came forward before that and was like, you know what? I I, I fucked up. I, I've got to, I can't live with myself. I've got to tell you, I took something. No, he only admitted because he got caught, right? So I, I don't think you get leniency for admitting to something that everyone knows you did, because we have it, you know, from the tests, you know what I mean, it seems crazy to me, but that's what happened, but now he's come back fine, you know, I I, I kind of feel that maybe he should have a, a couple of fights before he can get a title fight, but I understand why he might get a title fight off of a win, you know, he was the former two, um, two-time champion, right? So there is that. So I get it. And, I'm, you know, there's no denying TJ is a very good fighter. He's a very good fighter. Now, there will always be an asterisk over his performances. You know what I mean? But that's TJ did that to himself. You know? It, it, it's just like, look... If you test for drugs, people are going to wonder. But, right, he's 16 and 4. Coming off of that big last loss to Henry Cejudo. Back in, um, 
January 2019, right? It was the the first big card. Well, actually, it's the first card of the ESPN era, right? That was it. It was huge. And, um, you know, he dropped down to... Uh, yeah, he dropped, it was weird because he dropped down to flyweight to... And that's what we say to end the flyweight division. Because that was the thing. If Sahudo had lost, flyweights would have done. But yeah, he was like, I'm gonna end the flyweight division. I'm gonna beat, you know, Triple C. Ah, I'm gonna and it was it was crazy. But yeah, it was drugs, man. But he got stopped, right? That was the huge thing. Even on the drugs, Sahudo beat him. But before that, he had the double wins over um, Cody Carbrandt, right? UFC 227 and UFC 217. You know, so he had both of those. He beat John Lineker at UFC 207, right, via decision. Rafael Sansau at 200. Tate V. Nunes via decision. Um, he did lose his belt to Dominic Cruz. Right? He has the double wins over Renan Barrera. He beat Renan Barrera when, when Barrera was still the bad motherfucker. Right? So um there is that. But uh he he, he came to the uh, UFC off of season fourteen of the Ultimate Fighter. Right, got to the final, but lost in the final to John Dobson. Right, uh, which, uh, yeah, it was interesting because he never got to avenge that win. But um, yes, you know he he's won via TKO, he's won via submission. But I don't think that you look at TJ and go, he's a submission fighter. Right, he he's not the guy that oh you gotta win. Like he knows submissions, but he's not. I wouldn't say he's high level submissions, right? But he he's definitely got some great wins. Definitely got some great wins. You know that that's there's no denying that, right? Now he will be going up against the Sandman, Corey Sanhagen. 14 and 2 on a two fight win streak fighting out of elevation and he's last huh. so he's so weird right because in my head i thought it was marice was the last one and frankie was before that but it is the other way round right so his last win was in february this year and he had that, oh my days, that killer flying knee knockout of Frankie Edgar in the first round. Early in the first round. It was like one of the first things landed, you know. And then in October last year, he beat Marlon Marais with that crazy wheel kick in the second. You know, which was huge. Which was huge. And I think the big thing about both of those wins. It was coming off the back of that crazy loss to Aljamain Sterling. At UFC 250. You know the the win that got Sterling a title shot. Because Sterling just 
Whew, he cut through Sanhagen. He he just made Sanhagen look, you know, inferior. You know, and before that fight, we knew that Sanhagen very good on the ground. You know, very good jujitsu, right? But yeah, he um he just got made to look really just amateur by Sterling, but right. He came back and was just, and made you go, hey, yeah, that was just an off night. It was an off night, and I'll show you why. And he did, whoo, he definitely did. You know, he um, yeah, he's fought in RFA, LFA, you know, and he made his man, what like his second? Well, he made his debut against Austin Arnett. In January 2018. Right. But he he really. Man. He, he People really took notice. Against his. When he fought. Um, Yuri Alcantara. Right. Because in that fight. His arm. Whew, can Alcantara got him in an arm bar. And. The the way that arm was bent, you just were like, that arm is broken. He needs to tap. What the fuck? But he survived it and came back and then beat him. You know, ground and pounds in the second round, which was insane. Was insane. You know, but that that's when people took notice. And yeah, from there he, he he just you know put together some great wins. Really put together some great wins. You know, not all flash in the pan, you know, first, second round stoppages. No, he's gone to distance. Right when the distance with a killer like John Lineker, you know? Um the same with Rafael Sansal. Yeah, so we we have seen um, Sanhagen, you know, we, we've seen him go through that grind, right, we, we, we've seen him get some spectacular wins, and he's one of them fighters who actually knows how to use his length, right, actually knows how to use, there's not many do, right, John Jones is the best at it, but, yeah, there's a few other fighters that can actually use it, he's 5'11", which is huge in the uh, bantamweight division, you know, 70 inch reach, 70 inch reach, right, so uh, that's definitely a, a, a big situation, you know, especially when you think TJ is five foot six, and he's got a 68 inch reach, you know, so um, Sanhagen has the advantage, and he can use that advantage, Right, so this is a crazy fight, and as I said, look, it's never taking away from the fact what TJ has done. TJ has got some spectacular wins, you know. As I said, first person to beat Barrera when Barrera was motherfucking murking everyone, you know, murking everyone, and um, TJ beat him, and then went and beat him again, you know. So that that was huge. That was huge. You know what I mean? Like, Barrera had only lost once at that point. He was 32-1. and Yeah? No, 32-0. I think it was his first loss, right? 
I believe. So, um, yeah, TJ is good. But remember, when TJ last fought, calf kicks weren't a thing. Your calf kicks weren't a thing, right? We, we've seen the style of MMA change so much, right? So, obviously, look, he trained with some great fighters, you know, Juan Arteleta, Aaron Pico, you know, some other dudes who I'm forgetting. But he trains with a, he's got a good camp. So, yes, he would have, un, he would have seen these things come about, right? But it's seeing them and practicing them, but it's actually having them in a real fight. Because you don't go to war in practice, you don't attack in that fashion in practice, so it it won't be the same as encountering it actually in the octagon, where Sanhagen, he's done all that, he's seen it, he's been there, you know what I mean, so that, that, I feel that's one of the big differences as well, and let's not forget the age, right, TJ is 35, he is 35, so it, 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 it's definitely that thing, because the speed is the first thing to go, right, you can keep that power, but speed does go, and those lightweight fighters, speed is the thing, that's the thing that helps them, that gets them the win, that keeps them out of dangerous situations, because those fights they're crazy, right, the way you watch them fights go, Sanhagen's 29, so he's not even in his prime, not even in his prime, people, so that's the thing, and when you factor all of that in, I think Sanhagen gets it, I think we're in a new era, right, TJ had his time, and he. it's not like he's going to be you know, trash, I think he can still win a a good lot of fights, for sure, but I think that the high ups in the bantamweight division, the Aljamain Sterlings, the Peter Yans, the Corey Sanhagens, I think they're going to have TJ's number, and I think Corey gets to win here. I think it's going to be a great fight, great way to end this fight card, people, and I cannot wait, but I'm saying the Sandman gets it done. Okay, people, so my computer is still a piece of shit, so I'm bouncing before it all explodes, Um. so yeah, that's it, we will be back, hopefully on Friday if the computer is working, if not... We'll, we'll be recapping on Monday. Alright. Yeah, everything's a bit fragmented at the moment. But we will soon get back on track. I promise people. But enjoy the fight card. And uh, we will definitely look forward to talk about it on Monday. Alright. Peace. Like a federal crime, you had to settle for rhymes that